Simmons. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Episode number... 13! 13! <laughs> yes, thank you very much, Hato. Welcome back to the Is Jake Stringer Worth Pick Number 11 podcast edition of the Lunchtime Catch-Up. With me is uh, is Scott, as always. G'day, Scott. Hello, everyone. And uh, looking forward to this conversation on trades. Um, obviously, it's been a busy week. Uh, and we've got a few things to say ourselves. Yep. Now, number one, cab off the rank. We all wonder what that is. Um, Jake Stringer, what do you think? Jake Stringer, hey? Um, look, exceptional player, obviously elite talent, three years ago, All-Australian. That was three years ago. That was three years ago. Um, now, I think most people want him to come to Essendon, um, unless there's the personal issues they have a real problem with, which... I'm not Clearly gonna, they uh, don't, because they're trying hard to get in. <laughs> no, um, that's more fans' view, I guess. But um, I think I'd love him at the club. Um, I think he would improve a lot of areas. Where does he play? I think he plays high half forward to mid. So almost a little it's bit... capable of running through a mid for a quarter? Uh, I think just in patches. I think he's okay. capable of running through. Because that's um, the thing I wonder about. Everybody's capable of running through the yeah, mid. Yeah, of course. Right, like you could, there's a lot of players who can run through the mid there, but... I just, I just wonder whether or not you're gonna get him as a high half forward who can kick goals and turn games. Leave him there, leave him there because I hope we've got other midfield options other than Jake Stringer. Well, we don't. <laughs> well, we're a little bit struggling in that area. Uh, look, we we need some guys to help out and run around in in some moments into the midfield. So I think that's where you're going to see Fantasia a little bit as well. So that's where the Devon that Smith... forward to. The Devon Smith is actually a pretty crucial um, pickup, and we'll talk about him later. Yep. But look, I, I'd love Stringer. Um, I understand the off-field issues. I personally think that's a little bit of none of my business, so I kind of approach it that way. But but with that becomes... With the information that we have from one side, and I'll, and I'll say that, that it is... We've only got information from yeah, one side true. of a relationship, so... But it is it is concerning. There's no den- denying the gambling yep. part and everything like that. Um, but I would love him at the club. How Sounds... dangerous does it make our mid our forward line? Oh, like good crazy. lord! Like it's. I mean, we, we've got every kind of player that there is in a forward line now. We've got crumbing. We've got tackling pressure. We've got tall marking forwards. We've got small marking forwards. We've got high half forwards who can run inside fifty and put yeah. it through post high. Wow. Can Stringer, does Stringer chase? Is he a... I think he can. I think he can put pressure on. Um, he's got... He can have a touch of a reputation of being lazy, but I I still think when challenged, he can do those kind of... In those kind of areas, he can tackle and chase. And he's got the body to be kind of imposing, so he should be able to. Yeah. But look, any um, any opposition coach that looks at the forward line and sees Stuart we'll Hooker, see Danahar, there, yeah. Fantasia, Waller, Stringer, there's not one weakness at <laughs> no, all. No, nah. Because Stuart, Stuart's only going to get better Yeah. now that he's got some game time. And he was as the year went on. So it, it, it opens up the question, does Wusher reevaluate aligning things to the team? Because obviously with our midfield, I still think we have a lack of run. I think we're what, still agree. one one, yeah, one paced. Yeah, I agree. My personal feeling, if you got Devin Smith, 
I'm not sure convinced yet that he's a total midfielder with his Especially body. With his his body, body. Yep, yep. But I believe Fantasia can be. Now, to me, if you put Fantasia on a wing and, and have that kind of Collier-type role where Collier played on the wing, but he also ran down to the forward line. Yeah, like, inside 50. Yeah. yeah, and then there's no... Fantasia would be perfect at that kind of role. So what it does do, picking up Devin Smith and Stringer, um, is change the magnets on the board. Absolutely, but here's the thing, right? Is that you pick up Devin Smith, who's probably going to play inside 50? Probably, but the club are mentioning him playing midfield, but I'd, yeah, I'd like yeah. to see... So primary inside 50, right? Yeah. Then you've got... <clears throat> excuse me, everybody. Um, you've got Jakey. Yep. High half forward, yep. running inside 50. Yep. Did I just describe Jaden Laverde and Kyle Langford? Well, that's it, isn't it? I mean, Kyle... Where, where do you put those two kids? Those I, talented kids? I think Kyle Langford, and I'm going to get some rolling eyes here, because <laughs> he, he is a bit of a whipping boy. But I think, I think this year, having him play as key midfield midfielder in the VFL... And and him really working on clearances all year. There he, has to be a reason for that. There has, yeah. The, the reason is that he, they they want him to be a succession to Joe. He's a very critical player, whether people like it or not. He's critical if he doesn't turn out to be good. Yeah. He's critical that we're really short, uh, a, a big body midfielder. But if he actually does play well, then it actually elevates the side in an area that they're incredibly weak on. Is Devin Smith? Oh, sorry, we'll get we'll get to Devin. But is it's it's obvious that Jake String is in our best um, twenty four. Yep. Oh, by far. In our he's be, in our best twenty four. Realistically, if he's on form, he's in our best ten. Best ten. That's, that's, that's just being rally. Uh-huh. If he's if he's all Australian form, like he was three years ago, um, he kicks fifty odd goals. Like he's he's yeah. he's actually quite a deadly force. <laughs> and we put Kyle Langford in the middle. Yeah. Laverde. Because man, that's where I see Jaden Laverde. Seriously. Yeah, well, Either that or he's on the other high half forward flank then. Well, Laverde has to learn the midfield craft. We are still... No, he's too big. I don't, I think he's... My concern is actually his kicking action. I, I'm not worried about his body. I think he can easily play a midfield role because he played that in juniors. Uh, I'm not so sure. But, um, but I'm just not convinced that he's got a natural ball winning ability. He doesn't win the ball a lot. As a, now that's a why. Ball. That's why I reckon he doesn't. I just wonder if he has a feel for the game to be a mid because I think a really good mid knows where the ball's going a lot. Uh, but this is the thing. That's what they're doing with Kyle at the moment. Yeah, they're, they've chucked him in the VFL and told him to learn what it feels like to play. Yeah, um, twenty four games. Well, in, in some the... ways, Langford's advanced more than Laverde now yeah. to to play in this twenty two. I agree. I agree. So, so that's why I reckon. I reckon Laverde's best games next season are going to be. Leading from thirty, yeah, outside or up to fifty, uh, along with Joe as an op- as a as an option for Joe, yeah, and Stringer. I mean, good goodness gracious! I mean, Stringer's an absolute gun when he's on. Um, that leads me to my next question: Would you, if you were Wusher, you would be playing hardball as you can completely understand? Yeah, and us too. Uh... Our jobs at work are negotiation. We and... negotiate for a living, and <laughs> so, um... we know why we're doing what they're doing, what they're doing. Yeah. Um. But would you, if it came down to three and a half minutes to go in the trade period, would you give up eleven for Stringer? Yeah. I would say yes. That's why I've been uh, your best friend for thirty odd years. Because if it got down to the end degree. 
Stringer is 24 or whatever he is. And people will disagree. People will say, no, I know a kid in a draft that we can get 11. That'd be, that'd be, um, that'd be good. I'm not sure I see that myself. And talking to people we're who, are looking, close at, to a who are looking at the draft, I'm not getting confidence that there's a player of Stringer's capability. I agree. And the next year, apparently... 20 next, whatever draft. that is, is a super draft, apparently. Yeah. There's every kid. So you're talking at a big gamble, pick 11 of some of a player that almost by statistically has a 20, 30% chance of working out for you. Yeah, absolutely. And then Stringer, if he, if you get him right, is instantly... And the reason why he wasn't right is gun. just mental. Well, it's, it's, it's just... It is obviously a family situation that's, that's broken so down. And it's just mental. So, I mean, I understand that and I have ability sympathy for the man. Skyrocket, yeah. That's it. I have sympathy mm. for the man. But eventually he needs to understand that he's made a gigantic mistake, according to one side of the argument. But there's been some serious mistakes made and he and his wife are going to go in separate directions. So, he's only 23. He's up, that's what I'm saying. His upside is still huge. is massive. He's still... His best foot is probably 25, 26. And that's what Essendon will be thinking. Yeah, because we're, we're... And we have to think... And this is something I've been banging on all year. We have to play and and trade to win a premiership. Hundred percent agreed. So I mean, we signed all those thirty-four. Well, the the players that came back, we signed them for five-year contracts. Hurls, Hooker, and those kind of guys. We need to be really, really, really close to a premiership, if yeah. not having won one, to retain those guys after those contracts. Because in the five years' time, Hurls might be looking to go to Golden State for Golden State. God That'd be just because we watched the uh, NBA yeah. upstairs. Um, might be looking to go to the Goldie or something like that to, yeah. with some massive payday. And we want to retain the, all of those blokes so that they're the, the, the pictures on the wall at um, the Tunnel Marine Centre, right? So, but the club needs a premiership. I know we've got 16 of them, but for what's gone on and the drought, this club needs to stamp itself in the competition again. It needs a premiership. The fans deserve a premiership. Faster than most. Um, so I kind of I'm I'm all on the being ruthless. Let's yeah. So no. that's why I think eleven. I give up, and I've been preaching all, all on Twitter. Don't use pick eleven. That's my negotiation side. Yeah. But if it comes down to hundred seconds to go, and you think you're not going to get it done, like and you know really in the sure. draft you're not going to get someone of his talent to pick eleven, yeah. you have to, and Absolutely. that's maybe what the dogs are banking on, but. And what? that's fine. You know what I mean? Mm. We can play hardball right to the end. Yeah. And then... Well, they've got, they got their own issue because they've kicked him out in some ways. Um, so <laughs> I don't believe for a second now the language of, oh, we may keep him. Oh, it's rubbish. Yeah, no, I no, mean, no, you, you've got your captain, you've got the coach. I mean, there's just been a major breakdown of communication. Could you imagine he can't ca- training with yeah. the rest of the, the, the football, the Footscray team? It's too awkward. It would be massively awkward. So, so they're, they're, they're in a bit of trouble as well. So I, I would, and again, this comes down to the, the negotiation side of my brain, is that sometimes you want to win the negotiation. Sometimes you want to make a statement by winning the negotiation. But this is one where I'd go, look, we'll play the game. We'll try and give you a, a pick 19. Here, yeah. have pick 19. It's yours. Let's get this thing done. Let's get him out of your club and we'll pay you a massive amount of, ch- uh, of change and some draft pick or whatever. But if it came down to it being very close, this is one that I would happily concede. Only if it got down to the end, but I would happily concede this and go, oh, you, you, you demand Footscray. You've done really well. Yeah. You've negotiated a hard bargain. Oh, by the way, could you just shoot, just send that all-Australian high half forward that you've got over to Tullamarine for us, please. Yeah. That'd be great. But if we're, if we're trying to trade 
like a situation with Assad or Devin Smith to get back a say a pick twenty. I mean, I'm going to be very honest. How dare the Bulldogs go hard at us? That's a good pick. In the situation that stands, let's look at let's really look at Stringer's last two years. And I know he's elite. Yep. But his last two years, he's averaged twelve kicks, three marks, one goal per game. The last two years. Yep. That's not elite. No, it's not. So we're taking a huge risk, and the Bulldogs know it because they're getting rid of him. Yeah. <laughs> One minute they're getting rid of him, next minute says you have to pay for his talent. Yeah, it's like I think that is a more as a negotiator myself. That is, there's no better compromise. Yes, he's not worth pick our pick twenty eight. That that would be us being cheeky. Yep. But it's them being cheeky pick eleven. So the nineteen twenty. Surely to both parties is the sweet spot. Yep. It's actually just paying respect to what's happened off field, even what's happened on field the last two years. He has played VFL footage <laughs> and, and the coaches dropped him a few times. So let's I just wish everyone would just be serious about this. It could be a, it could be a much easier trade. But the problem with the Bulldogs holding out is we can't do those other trades like Saad and that until, until that we understand that nineteen yeah. and twenty <laughs> they'll accept. So yep. it's actually holding us up. Now, yeah. I have a trade idea. Oh, uh. Now, and I'll, I'll grant Is it the stringer option? My good friend, Jamie Weaver. And, Jamie? Uh, so he's, he's a gun. Have a, what do you think of this trade, listeners? And feel free to write in. Work on the... Write in. Uh, the lunchtime catch-up uh, at gmail.com. Shoot it through. We're getting a heap of emails in there. We love reading it. So I noticed today Collier's name has been mentioned. So I'm not putting down Collier. I, I love him to stay or go. It, I, I love Collier, so... Um, this is not me requesting him to trade, but now that his name's out there, let's have a look at what a possibility could be. Shoot. Okay, so I hope this makes sense to you. <laughs> Thanks, so, yeah. Essendon goes out. So they, they're trading. They're pick 11. They're pick 28. So we've got 11 and 28 currently. So we've got 11 and 28. Yep. So we get rid of them and what, Collier. What does that mean? So we trade 11, 28, and Collier. To who? To Gold Coast Suns. Now, help me on. Ooh, yeah. So we then pick up their pick 19, their pick 22, and Saad. So we've basically got back Saad, 19, and 22. Okay. So we've got Saad, and now we've got 19 and 22. So then we on we give the Boston Bulldogs pick 19 Yep. for Stringer, and we then do 22 for Devin GWS Smith. GWS for Devin Smith. And then everyone's happy. Not going to happen. So, but no I way. think that's that's the kind of deal I think Essen would be looking oh, at. Oh, that's that's what would have been tabled already. Because I think that's fair for everyone. There's not a there's not a trade pick that's too warped either way. Too high. Yeah, but too the, the thing is, if I was the doggies, I'd be thinking pick eleven is one pick outside the top ten, right? That's the top ten kids in the country. It's one pick out there. Sometimes you can get gems at eleven, absolutely. But nineteen is almost double the top 10, right? And in this yeah. coming draft, in this upcoming draft, you've got not a lot of superstars. So 20... But 19 is the reality of where Stringer's at. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but... We can't... We can't... It's... The reality not everything, based on not his, everything is... Not everything is potential. No, true. But is it the reality based on his current form or the reality of Essendon? You, you well and truly know what that kid can do. Don't tell us to judge it on we his know last what two the, years. We, we know what the kid can do, but how, let's have a look at Aaron Francis. doesn't mean he's going to do it. True. 
So no, no, that's, that's the risk. That's what Essendon would be saying to them. We understand why we're going after Stringer because he could elevate our team. But we could be wasting a heck of a pick here too if this kid doesn't has off-field issues, yeah. continues, and then is not mentally into the game. And that's the risk. That's why it has to... And you are only as good as your last game. So, yeah. like, you're only as good as your last have been season. Ordinary. Yeah. That's just being honest. All right. He's had one year of an All Australian year. So, that's that to me is the sweet spot around yep. at the end of first round. Um, that's so. That's my kind of suggestion. And Jamie's. <laughs> and Jamie's. Thanks, Jamie. <laughs> thanks, Jamie. Um, all right. Cool. So, Jakey Stringer. We want so, 19, we'll <laughs> accept I would ha- 11. They have to accept that. They just have yeah. to. Uh, they, they, he can't go back to the club. So they just have to accept that's just the hand. They've played the hand. They've, they've got, they're the ones who have made all the and comments. You also know that in negotiations, you can't be seen to be a walkover yourself. No. So when the doggies have got to play this kind of hardball... You and I both go into negotiation and go for this stupidly impossible... Because you know... All right, the negotiation goes towards the middle, but the middles actually might be okay for you. Yeah, but the thing is too is that you're you're setting if you're negotiating with someone you've not spoken with before, you want to set the opinion, their opinion of you as someone who's a tough negotiator. Yeah, someone who's not just going to be a pushover because the next time the doggies go to deal somebody or deal in trade talk next year, players will go well they just folded in front of Essendon, exactly. so we'll go for the jugular. Yeah. So, all right, so Jakey Stringer, I think we've done enough on him. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully it comes through. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, I reckon he's a massive upside. I mean, there's the upside far outweighs the the downside for old mate Jakey. Yeah, yeah. All right. Next, All right. Devin next, Smith. Next, uh, cab off the rank. Devin Smith, number Must three draft really, pick. Really, really want. Ooh, Scotty so, really, really wants. So Devin Smith answers a few things for me. Number three um, pick, former number three pick. Is he? I don't know. I don't Hi, know. let me let me check that. You can check that on keep the talking, phone. I'll, I'll keep talking. Yeah, you do that. So what Devin Smith does for me, I still find we turn the ball over um, as a Where? side. <laughs> you name it. <laughs> you name um, it. Well, well, unfortunately, the guy like the guy we, that does it most of the time is just retired. Oh, sorry, Stan. You're mean. Um, so Devin Smith is extremely skillful, and this is the kind of talent I want coming into the side. I want a bit of a Hawthorne... Look about the side. The if we if we're going to play, we are going to play a bit of a hands off running game. Oh, you've got to know that you've got to have guys who can kick the ball. I was really close to his pick um, in the draft. What was that like 50? 14. <laughs> okay, um, so he was pick fourteen. So, pick, but he pick, was pick fourteen. So um, so he's guess he's so yeah, around pick twenty is fine. Um, I actually think we'll be cheeky and go for pick twenty eight here, <laughs> and the reason being is um. GWS actually a bit stuck here because they want to do a few things right, and actually they can't do it until they release until his salary. No, to release his salary cap. Okay. So they've actually got to get rid of him. So I think Essendon has got a little bit of leverage here, and I think Dore is going to be a bit of a we'll, cheeky one. We'll here. give you twenty nine, <laughs> twenty eight, and twenty eight uh, gets it done right now, and you've got your salary cap back. So and we take a kid that could be anything, but. That's that. They're the guys I want. Stringer. I like Stringer, Sard, and Smith, and we'll talk about Sard a bit later. But I want guys who can use the ball well. All right. Um, speed obviously helps. Um, so, so inside fifty, Devin Smith. Yeah, it's interesting. I. So that's Waller. He's recruited Orazio. as a mid. He was definitely as a youngster. 
It was he was a mid. It's GWS who made him into a forward. Okay. So he actually played mid, and he prefers to play mid. So I have no doubt the conversation would have been with Essendon. I want to play mid, and they're probably going, yeah, "Great, <laughs> come on, come on down, sorry, because um, we need a couple." I, uh, I'm hoping his body is okay. I, is it leg or knee? Or something? It was a knee. He had a knee issue, but he did. He did. He was available for the last final, but just probably didn't have a lack of much game time. But so. With a good preseason, hey, he's hoping. Yeah, he's going to have a second wind. He's going to, he's going to enjoy footy a bit more. And I'm, I'm not putting down Judo West, but you do notice the difference when you go to a Judo West to a big <laughs> Victorian club like yep. Essendon. So he's going to understand crowds, big crowds, big sort of following people. Yep. Hope of people are even just watching him train. A half decent coffee. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> Joe serving him coffee. Yep. Um. So, I really like Devin Smith. Um, I've always rated him, even with JOS. He is, he's just a smart player, um, but boy, his right foot is deadly. So that's I really I love guys that can hit targets. <laughs> Does that so, take? That then sort of leads into what you were saying before about Arazio up on a wing or yeah. Something like that. Look, the only concern I have is is when I look at Parish, McGrath, Fantasia, Devon Smith, Zach Merritt. <laughs> they're all like under what six one, six, yeah, 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 six foot. They're all under six foot. Kyle, that's so chuck Kyle in there. So yeah, well, that's what I mean by Langford being a key one. But still got that's Myers. a lot of midfielders that I just that Sydney final really scarred me a bit because when it came to the crunch and there was a final and those big bodies just absolutely slaughtered us. Yep. Uh, so it is a concern. There's no doubt. I can't even. Yeah. Sugarcoat it, and then again, we might just be waiting for that next super duper draft yeah. or something like that, and we might give up something in the super draft to get a really good kid, a yeah, really good kid. Well, who knows? I mean, even with the Amon Francis storyline going around, who knows, <sighs> mate? What happens if he's fit and has a really good year, but wants to go back to South Australia? But if he shows what he can do, he's going to be a top ten pick. Yeah, absolutely. And then so you've it depends what you can do next year, but. Uh, look, just on Francis, actually, I'm going to go sideways Pivot. here. Yep. Look, I'll tell you a little bit of what I've heard, but I can't tell you everything. <laughs> can't, I can't tell you everything. <laughs> Secret sources. But I don't believe Francis is holding the club to any kind of ransom kind of thing. I don't think yeah, that kind I of deal. I think either. he understands the situation. From what I hear, he's, he's let the club know, look, if you can't do a trade, that's fine. I'll just keep playing. Um, I don't think there's real sort of a animosity kind of between the two parties yeah. or anything like that. Uh, that's just the information I have. I'm not sure everyone around him, close to him, agrees with his preference or decision. And I think that's an interesting, complex situation. So it, Aaron's an interesting one. Um, from people who saw him at the uh, Quiet Medal, he, he looked a lot skinnier, so that tells me he's working out. Um, I just have this view that what happens if he actually really starts enjoying his footy and oh. gets into the seniors? And he's still the team he brags for. So, Mate, the only reason why he wasn't in the seniors is just the injury just fact. Yeah, it just, just fit and wasn't injured. It wasn't, yeah. uh, he's injured and wasn't fit. Um, they, they want him in that side. They absolutely that's, want that's him in that side. That's why they're very hesitant to let him go. I, yeah. And I genuinely believe. I'd, I'd be disappointed. Sorry, Aaron. I'd be disappointed. It's a first rounder or... Bad luck, you're staying. Yeah, not, and, and I guess we can't give away that cheap. So we should be sitting there going to him, mate. You haven't even had a chance to experience. We should be saying, my team. 
You haven't had yeah. a chance to experience playing with the boys for six games in a row or eight games in a row, winning five of those eight games or six of those eight games or something like that, and and figuring out what it's actually like to play AFL and Dreamtime at the G or yeah. um, on Anzac Day. That's the stuff that Wusher would be, I hope, is selling to, to Aaron Francis. Give yourself an opportunity, mate. Don't, don't, this is the place where you might really yeah. enjoy your football. Well, he's, he's, I believe around December, he's moving out into um, a, a different uh, house and uh, a family member's coming to live with him from the last I heard. So I'm hoping that also settles him down a bit. But yeah. hey, he's a genuine talent. I personally hope he stays. Um, but just, I just wanted to let some people know it's, it's, it, this is not like I, hey, yes, and I just want to get out of here. I, th- I think at the moment he's just going through some things and his preferences maybe temporarily to go back. But, yep. but um, but I think he does understand the situation and and if he stays, he, I think I think he's okay with that as well. And I think also too, everybody, um, <coughs> excuse me, all the Essendon supporters should understand that the club is professional enough that if it yeah. does get to that, that we will negotiate a good deal for Aaron. Oh, we've and and for Essendon as we've well. We've done that for people where, yeah. they, where they've really needed to go in some ways, and and we've negotiated a, a fairly good deal. Yeah. and been pretty respectful to the player so it'll be an interesting one I don't know where that lands but it doesn't sound like the South Australian teams are really overly keen on getting him They're so that tells me he's probably going to stay so because yeah. really it's South Australia or nothing and Port are chasing players the Crows have already stated that they're not really chasing him so I don't really see an avenue for him to get to South Australia, to be honest. So yeah. he maybe he's already set in his mind that he just stays. So it may be already decided. Okay. But um, All right, Adam Saad. Adam Saad, great, great. Like him. Really have do. seen him play. Like him a lot. With Kelly and McGrath. Yeah. With Kelly and McGrath both going, I guess, in different directions. Obviously, Kelly leaving. Yep. Well, actually, being assistant. Yep. Uh, and McGrath going to the midfield. There was no doubt a, a hole there all yeah. of a sudden. Saad is Saad the prototype that. perfect player to fill that yeah. hole. Uh, so him and McKenna running up half-back is... Come on, that is quick. Yeah. No one's catching them. No, that's... Um, and Gleason's not that slow either. But, no. Um, that's a real... That's a really good get. Um, I really hope that trade goes through. I probably yesterday, every Essendon fan's a little bit nervous, but I, I know all these trades going through, but I looked... I reckon Merv Keen and Dodaro are really smart cookies. But oh, they're the smartest. You can be as smart as you like, but it it still needs two parties to be common yeah. sense yep. and agree on it. Agreed. So um, I, I also understand, you know, that the Bulldogs could be just just jerks and uh, could really just, it could just be a very, very frustrating period. But I think in the end, when it comes to the crunch, every club folds. They can't have this, someone this hanging around that doesn't want to be there. nomination period thing now, this, this sensation of... I nominate Essendon for the club that I want to go to. And that sort of sensation, I can't remember, apart from Bryce Gibbs, hmm. I can't remember a, the player not going a player not going there, yeah. eventually getting it done. And that's why when they say um, Paddy Dangerfield, I remember when they were saying, oh, he's thinking about going back to um, to Geelong and, and Gary Ablett's thinking about going back to Geelong. The Gary Ablett thing is done already. I bet you a million bucks yeah, yeah. that it's done already. get to their so destination. You usually get to your destination. So, mate, I love his run. I love his um, carry. I love... He's gonna. He's played what? Is it 100 games he's played? Yeah, he's actually played two or three years, hasn't he? Yeah, so... so he's only... He's only um, I believe he's 23 or 24. So, yeah, so they're all... 
They're all 23 or 24, all Again, three of them. good gets. So good that's, get, good that's, age. that's the really good part. Really good. We've done it, a bit of development. It gives you a seven-year window, basically. Yeah, absolutely. I to agree. get some things done. Um, love Adam Sard a lot. Come on down, Tiger. Yeah, yeah. Um, next point we wanted to have a chat was um, Stance to Carlton. Stance to Carlton. I must admit I didn't see this one coming. He I played, actually didn't see Stance as a, an assistant, but I'm I'm wrapped for him that he's got. A, so am I, mate. He played 680 million games. He's got experience out the wazoo, um, and that whole phenomenon of of grabbing yeah brand spanking retired players and bringing them over to clubs um, has continued with Stance and and he's more a, power he's to a him. really um, loyal kind of person. So he'd be a really good clubman, even though it's Carlton. Carlton, but um. But, but um, that's I'm okay. That's, for him. that's I, the way it happens. Though, I love Stan. So. The players go out to other yeah, clubs. They yeah. learn. That's just, just you've got to be mature down. about it, don't you? That's just a yeah. job opportunity. That's so. a business for him. So, well, well done, Stan. So, congratulations, Stan. Um, Wish you all the best. And Monfrey's, he... Monfrey's retiring today. So, Oh, did he? Yeah, so. Gus. Um, Gus is a legend. I mean, it's great. You can see Xavier, all the players, just co- making comments today how much they love him. Okay. So, even Lloydie and. So he's so loved at the Essendon Football Club, and I think fans still love him. So I wish him all the best as well. Yep. So what By have the we way, got? Um, Stan, so I hope you lose every game next year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one, there's so, one point I wanted to make, right? One, and this is like in the whole general trade area. This is the whole general sort of trade area. One thing that I've noticed that has been a bit sneaky under the radar is, and I'll, I'll put a bit of preface around the statement before I make it. Nathan Buckley, and this is a statistical fact, you can check this out there in Listener Land if you'd like. If there are any Collingwood supporters listening to this podcast, firstly, boo. Secondly, <laughs> um, your coach, since he has been appointed, has lost more games every year than the year before, consistently year on year. Now, that is a statistical fact. I am not sure how a bloke who has lo- who loses more games every year than the year before. Injuries or no injuries keeps in a job. Having said that, Eddie came out and just gave him a two-year contract extension. Now, you can do that when you're the top dog, head honcho, big cheese, everything at Collingwood. You can do exactly that. But my question is, if you've given a bloke with the current list as it is a two-year extension when he hasn't been able to get into the finals based on that on that same list... What's going to change at his club? Now, what I thought was going to happen was is that uh, Eddie would be very, very active in this trade period and go and get a Rory Sloan or go and get some sort of incredible two or three players or something like they've done for the last few years. But this is like a final ditch effort for Buckley to say, right, we've got Schlacky from Brisbane. We ended up I getting Rory Sloan yeah. or something like that and say, now you've got if you can't make finals with that team we've just given you, then you're out. But where is the question in the convoluted way that they're it was? Very, is, very where silent. is Collingwood? Well, they're um, whether they're a bit gun shy from from so so many bad trade histories. <laughs> Sh- Shame, um, I wouldn't. Yep. But um, I w- would have thought Shaky would be right up. I mean, their forward line so needs. And you could get him for not much. I would yeah. have thought like. Moore like, needs so much help. I know. Darcy Moore. I feel sorry Cox for him. Right? I feel like it, I'm watching, when I watch Darcy Moore, I feel like it's watching Joe Denaher a couple of years ago. Yeah, exactly just, right. Just a sole person. Um, and you can tell he's a good player, but he's, he would love Shaqy down there with him. Oh, it would man. totally release and so much pressure. I forget who was saying. Um, 
uh, Luke Darcy on Triple M in the morning was saying that he had a lot to do with Luke uh, with Shaggy yeah. um, when he was a young, young kid. And he said the kid's rolled gold. He's absolutely rolled gold as a footballer. Well, um, I think there's a bit of a... I, I'm surprised a lot of teams aren't sort of knocking down his door. I know he... I, I understand his Brisbane history, but when you're not happy in a city, you're not happy. Yeah, so, if you want to come home, man, that's... that's... If, he could be totally transformed, you know. Coming, I mean, he could be a bit of the steward of, um, of next year. Imagine, imagine if we got him. <laughs> well, I actually thought it's not as crazy as it sounds. Like, come on, because I, that is. I nuts. actually thought, would you entertain going after Shaggy that releases Hooker down back? <laughs> My oath, I would. Because to me, our back line, though uh, the midfield drastically didn't help them out. Yeah. Still showed a little bit yep. of inconsistency yep. in, and um, and there was just yeah, just elements and of our back line that wasn't that tight. Michael Hartley is a competitor. He and look this up when he's a great when puncher. I, when I say this, he's the <laughs> right. He's the the um, the Ed Neely of the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> the Chicago Bulls. He's the Ed he's Neely like of the SNL. Know Bulls. that reference? Hello, look it up, everybody. Ed Neely. Um, uh, check out his highlights, gun player. Um, he's the Ed Neely of the player now of the AFL. He's a serviceable, serviceable dude who will punch all day long. Yeah. But if we could chuck hooks down there and release it, shores, the, the it shores up that back line. Hurley, Hurley, and Hooker. I, I, yeah. I think Hooker's a great forward. I like him forward. I love yeah, him down you, back. You keep him forward if that deal doesn't get done. I yeah, absolutely. No problem with that. But you, you do have the element there of if Shaki worked out, if you actually released Hooker, then as full back, your spine is insane. It's <laughs> nuts. <laughs> it could be Danaher, Stringer, Hooker, Hurley. But you just want to chuck just Stewart in there as well, just as a yeah, third ridiculous tall. But um, it's just, yeah, it, there's talent. That'd be awesome. So that's... So are we looking at anybody else? Have we mentioned that we're going to grab like Gaff or anybody weird like that? Like, well, it's just been bang, it, those three players. I really like it. Uh, it'd be interesting, the signing of that Luke Lavender, who did 202 centimetre. Real skinny looking arrangement. Yeah, yeah he needs some needs some um, Krispy Kremes. He does um, and all. So um, I'm happy to supply. I've got, oh, I've got some good supplies. Absolutely, we, we can, can sort it. you out with a Krispy Kreme or 37. Um, <laughs> if you'd like to sponsor Krispy Kreme this show, then you're more than welcome. Hi, hi Krispy Kreme. Yeah, I love your donuts. If you'd like to sp- uh, sponsor the Lunchtime Catch-Up, you're more than welcome. Boston um, Cream by two, thanks. Mm, Boston Cream. Um, any other, speaking of that, if anybody wants to sponsor this podcast, that'd be great. We will shamelessly plug your, your products um, as if they are something we've been using for the last 40 odd years that we've been alive. Yes. Um, <laughs> we'll be lifetime tattoos use, users of whatever heads, product. Last time, lifetime users instantly. Uh, and we, we, we're awesome salespeople. Anywho, um, back to the podcast. So Luke Lavender, yeah. So interesting signing, obviously a fast bowler um, playing, going, going, going out to football. But that did sound like he played a lot of footy in his junior career. Yeah. I only saw a little bit of a clip on him. Um, and he's got very good hands. So the marking drills I saw, his kicking needs a, need a, <laughs> needed a bit of work. <laughs> needs and, a bit of work. Not, you know who, do you know who I sincerely hope listens to this podcast? Who I think is apt to mention at this moment to describe uh, the young, tall, skinny fella's kicking ability? Scott, I think, knows who that is. Dominic? Dominic Cincinnati. <laughs> yes. I sincerely hope you're listening to this podcast. G'day, Dominic. How are you doing? 
But Dominic had the most unique kicking style I've ever yes, seen bro. at primary school, and I think maybe this young fellow might have Instead a touch of Craddy chopped it onto his foot. <laughs> Yes. Suddenly, suddenly, just out of nowhere, would just go, <laughs> chuck it onto his boot. Um, we, we're not saying that uh, the young fella has a, a touch of the sense in his belly. He actually has got a decent kicking style, but it, it does need style. a bit of work. But it his hands work. are, his hands are fantastic. He's going to be a very dangerous. We Ruckman. I love slash it. We've got kids coming forward. through. We've got the big pom. Who's oh Draper is a really exciting prospect. I really, yeah. I'll be interested to see how he um how he goes on this year. Um, hopefully his body's just matured a bit more. Yeah. Um, he understands the game a bit more. But um, but his second half of the year in the VFL was really really strong. Has so. a huge upside. So um, and that's the and that's the other thing too. I keep thinking. I was actually thinking today about all these guys coming in, and you know, I did like a best twenty two on Twitter, and I know the other people have been doing um, best twenty twos, but there are good kids. Like I'm in my yeah. best twenty two, and then I was actually thinking today. I went, oh yeah, that's that's how I see this side next year. But then I, in my back of my mind, I was thinking today, but I really rate Ridley. Like Kobe much? Yeah, Kobe much. Um, uh, Ridley. There's actually some generally very, Francis. Yeah, Francis. Yeah. yeah, there's some really good kids. Hugely in that in that side, who I actually think some of them could really go on. Um, and then for people like you got Matt D running around in the twos who. Probably won't get a game, but um, like Ben McNeese, does he get a game? Well, with a last name like that, he should be in the side. He should be in the side, really. Hugely, he should be. In the He's side, a top three player, clearly. I mean, anyone just purely name. on his name. I mean, yeah. if his name was Ben Johnson, then he'd be a drug taker. No, he wouldn't be. But <laughs> um, but no, you're right. We, we got to. You also think about the the midfield, and you you think much and um, um. Dylan Clark. Like Dylan Clark. That was and now Dylan guy. Clark's specialty is clearances. Yeah, the man He's gets big, the ball. Yeah. So maybe we're going to give those kids a go. We're going to say well, it's right. It's not as crazy as it sounds. And what ha- what happens if Dylan Clark's first four games in the VFL is getting like eight clearances a game? Yeah. And we can't get a clearance in the senior. You, then somewhere hello. he could be like a <laughs> touch of a Damien Peverell kind of yeah, guy comes in. in and go, well, that's your specialty. Absolutely. Get bring us him the in. ball. Yep. Agreed. So um, there's a there is options around. When you're including even the, the Laverde and yeah, and I Langford, agree. So, so huge upside. I mean, to to, to wrap up a bit uh, on the podcast tonight, I guess the three names that we've discussed today in Stringer, Smith, and Saad, what do they do for our club? They they absolutely improve our club. Could you say with a certain amount of wins per year? Not sure. Not sure. I mean, but with they've got to gel. They've got to make us. They've got to uh, become part of the team. But I guess. But it incre- increases the talent. When you look at the best twenty-two and you look at game one, and they're all if they're all out there, Ooh, it, yeah, then wow. um, you're talking a, a pretty serious side to contend with. But there is some there is some gaps, and the interesting part is how can we address that in the off season by maybe moving some players around? I'll yep. be very interested to see how Wusher approaches this um, this preseason to how we can sort of. He's kind of got this really good thirty players on his yeah. that that all should be almost best twenty two. Yeah, I agree. How does that all fit, and what makes what what has the best chemistry, what what works best that we can actually win games? And I guess one thing that Essendon needs to look at, as opposed to just the players and the talent that they bring and stuff, is the fact that three players who could have had their pick all nominated Essendon as their destination club. That's huge, yeah. That's a huge vote of confidence a huge for, our club. for our club. I mean, 
the, and they're the, three of the top players are available. That's it. The, yeah. the oxygen thief Carolyn Wilson will not acknowledge the fact that this well not this time like two years ago she was saying every player was gonna was gonna leave the club every player was gonna break their contract no one was gonna come back a they all came back and yeah. the very year after we've got three of the best players available in the comp wanting to come to Essendon yeah. I tell you what though if we as we're closing if we do happen to have a third or fourth round still available I would still have a chat to Richmond about Anthony Miles who's a, he's a really good midfielder. Now, okay. he, they've got a pretty good midfield, so he's, he's just in and out of the side. Yeah. But, but he actually is a really good ball winner. Okay. So And you forget about Bird as well. So, so do, we, do we use Bird more this year as well? Well, Bird's a hard one because we're not, a, we're not a club that wants to tag, and I'm not really sure then what his actual... Mm. What he brings. Because he, his turnover rate is pretty high. Yeah, That's my true. view. But he can give us. He can win the ball. He can do that. So all right. But I actually thought he might be one of those names too that gets mentioned for in, trade for trades. Yeah, but that's just being honest. Yeah, um, true. There's some players that might have some sort of worth currency. Um, yeah. That that especially like a like a Jew going to Gold Coast who who would have coached. Yep. Bird at Sydney. I mean, assistant Sydney. Does yep. he does he really rate him in that kind of scenario? So. Cool. Anyway, all right, well, we better wrap it up. Um, that's been uh, Lucky or Unlucky number 13, um, episode of the Lunchtime, a podcast catch-up, and the other way around even, catch-up podcast. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, we hope you enjoyed this uh, this episode. Send us your feedback. We're getting a heap of emails to um, the Lunchtime catchup uh, at gmail.com. We really like hearing from you guys. Suggestions for, um, for future podcasts. We've got some really good ideas off there as well. Um, Send us anything you like in there, and we can uh, we can have a chat about it on on the on the podcast. We really appreciate the the feedback that we get from you guys. It helps us set the direction. And you um, can also check us out on iTunes too, as well. And um, you can subscribe to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Definitely with iTunes, if you can, if you can, please, please, please uh, do a review. You can be honest about the review. But, yeah, absolutely. But our our name gets out more the the more reviews um, get hits on iTunes, even if it's just. Perfect, great, awesome. Just Whatever. one word, that's great. <laughs> if you can just say perfect, great, awesome. <laughs> dribble. Or dribble. <laughs> <laughs> yes. One of them probably sounds okay. The other one sounds a bit weird. Uh, just I, say, how do, you how do I get like my 45 really? minutes back? How do I get my 45 minutes back? But, uh, um, that's but, right. so, but it would be great if you could. Um, We'd really appreciate it. Thanks, everyone. Uh, enjoy the rest of Trade Week. It'll be interesting to see what happens. But hey, our club is... Start the march on the way back. Absolutely, and um, it's exciting times. So, um, and congratulations um, to Joe Denner on the Crichton Medal. Yes, indeed. All right, thanks, Talk guys. To you later, guys.